Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with Mr. Rogers himself. Hey, guys. J.D. Rogers. And, of course, via Skype or FaceTime with Mrs. Elena Haas. Hey, guys. (laughs) And, man, we have got a fun one today that we are talking about. What is it, J.D.? Yes. Today we are doing another Christian cliché. Mm. fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Yes. We're going there. Yes. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You see it all over Hobby Lobby, coffee cups, girls' Instagram bios. Ah, yes. And I just got to ask David, what does that even mean? I have no <laughs> no idea. Like, what oh. does it mean to be made fearfully? Is I, it, It's like God is like, oh, closing his eyes like, uh-oh. David go. has, uh, David has a illustration a poster in his office that says fearfully wonderfully made he yes calligraphy like sa- yeah, i'm wearing a shirt that says it right now it <laughs> says fearfully made it's his favorite christian merch me. me and lizzo we're both wearing shirts that say fearfully lizzo. made <laughs> huh come get it uh, that could be <laughs> okay, that could be what? interpreted poorly so uh we yeah. should actually talk about what it means i have a theory i have a explanation and answer for what it means to be fearfully and wonderfully made but before we do that uh, Elena, how do you feel like this is used? Like, I can't okay, tell if well, people know this phrase, if everyone knows this phrase. Yeah. Or if just like Christians use this phrase. Because well, I where feel does like it come it's from. It's definitely a Christian cliche. Let's start there. So it comes from Psalm 139. Ooh. And. It's a classic. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty basic, I guess, because I love that chapter. Oh, oldie but oh, a goodie. I seriously for love sure. it. I have I'm it like, memorized. I'm so known. Because it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's honestly a great verse a great passage yeah it's called the bible um, it's the word of god elena of course you ever read it's it, great. Elena? <laughs> yeah oh. okay um so how but here's how it's kind of like the christian cliche how it's like thrown out there is i think it can be used in a couple ways like let's just say like you know women's ministry or some kind of like woman's talk and it's like hey like don't be insecure. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like mm-hmm. you are beautiful. Like you are perfect. And God yeah, made girl. you with intention and like a very like feel good. Let yep. me boost you. Let me talk about how don't you don't need to be worried about body image or anything like that because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's pulled from that scripture. And I, I think what one thing we need to talk about is what that even means and if it applies mm-hmm. to that in that kind of way. Yeah. Cause David, I think that a lot of people do this with scripture uh, where they want they want to use as much scripture as they can to make themselves feel good. We, we tend to make scripture about ourselves. What does this mean for me? Where the reality is all scripture is meant to point to Jesus. And there there are things that apply to us in scripture, but I think sometimes we're, we're kind of forcing it. And, and I do think that we are special because we are literally created by the God of the universe who wants a personal relationship with us. Yeah. But... Is this is that the right way to use this verse? So let me get this clear. Both of you guys are wanting me to attack every women's ministry everywhere. <laughs> well, to be clear, it's not just women's ministry. That's yeah. just one example. Okay, I'm for sure. Saying, this applies all around, actually. It's on coffee mugs. Like you said, it's on the poster in your office, David. You have t-shirts. 
<laughs> yeah. What else have you seen him wear, JD? I, I got a tattoo. I got a tattoo. Uh, you, J- David, your journal. It your says journal fearful that says, on one shoulder, wonderfully on the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think I'm understanding what y'all are saying, or I think I'm following it. Um, I think basically people use that and they justify uh, they use it as an attempt to be like, hey, look, I love yourself because right. I'm fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. No matter what I look like or no matter what's going on, I, I use it as a, an attempt to um, to make myself feel better about the way that I look on the outside, which I don't think is crazy. I just don't think it's the entirety or even maybe the main point of what they're trying to say there. So wonderfully right. made. I feel like that's an easier one, right? Right. Isaac. And yeah, David I, is saying in Psalm, like, hey, I praise you. I'm, I'm wonderfully made by you. Like, the yeah. human body is wonderful. It's intricate. It's amazing. The amount of, you know, Elena's got a baby in her belly right now that's being formed, woven together. together. His eyes, his eyelashes. Mm-hmm. He's got his own unique fingerprints. There's never been duplicates. He's got hair on his head. He's got small intestine. Like, all of that is incredible and woven all together. So, do we agree wonderfully is more an easier one to, like, that yeah, feels that one, pretty straightforward. That one feels yeah, good. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Now, fearfully. Fearfully. But also, but to be clear, that's you saying, David, that about all humans. Yeah. Not necessarily like a, you know, a unique to me personally. It's to the way humans are designed. It's an intelligent design. Yes. It's incredible how humanity, right. the way that they think, like the human brain, there's a reason why chimpanzees don't make art. Like, like uniquely humanity has been given, uh, it was created distinctly from the rest of creation and everything about the human body. It's all like, it's amazing. You could say. So then the question yeah. is like, Hey, what does it mean to be fearfully? And, and let me go back to the wonderfully. It doesn't mean that every person everywhere does not have is born without blemish or faults or there's you know we all have we all know people who because of the impact of sin in our world we would look at them and go hey that doesn't seem as wonderfully made as it could have been so what's going on there and that's a byproduct of sin in the world and one day hopefully that person has a relationship with christ no matter what um you know people born with a cleft palate that will not be a part of their eternal experience when they're remade in first corinthians 15 with the eternal humanity or their eternal new body that is there so wonderfully made it seems a little bit easier what does it mean to be fearful um elena because we're talking to women's ministries out there everywhere (laughs) it's our new (laughs) our new focus um what is your favorite uh, I don't even know what you would call this, like like designer or like um, like brand of clothing or designer, um, like Dolce Gabbana. Hmm. Like, what would you call those? Aren't those like? Yeah, let's just go with some of the main big big brands: Prada, Dolce and Gabbana, Chanel, Gucci. Okay, Gucci. Gucci. Okay, have you ever like like? Oh man, <laughs> we really are going to talk to women's ministries now. Like when girls, like you guys, care about purses in a way that is shocking to me and confusing. And you know, whenever someone has a knockoff, and you actually are like, oh my gosh, that um, uh, like what uh, like your Louis, like you call your Louis Vuitton a Louis, or Liz would call that. She would call it like you know how you guys like care. <laughs> yeah, you care about things. Why do you care about them? Well. Okay. Like, why do people like <laughs> me, really fancy, um, nice, like like things like that? Expensive, bougie, bougie. Mm-hmm. I would say people in general, not just girls, but yeah, people in general like bougie things sometimes. Uh, because uh, that's it brings a, good a sense. It brings a sense of self worth. Yeah, sure. I think I was going for typically they're like really well made. 
Oh. Have you ever seen something oh, where yeah. you're like, oh, man. <laughs> quality. Like, yeah, like, hey. That, oh, yeah, quality. Yeah, like sure. the Louis you get right, off right. of, you know. Totally. The, the Louis you get off of, uh, you know, that street in Chinatown in New York that's clearly a fake is not nearly as good as, like, the real one. It, like, I think we've all had experiences, and that's where I was going with, like, the designer, where you pick up an article of clothing or you pick up, a, you know, a car made by Mercedes, and you're like, dude, this door just shuts better than any door I've ever seen in my life. This is incredible. It's really well made. And it yeah. makes you experience something where you're like the designer or creator of this is unique and worthy of praise if you will does that make sense yeah okay. like you appreciate the excellence of the product there's like a reverence or an awe right. that comes of like mm-hmm. wow they whoever made this is unique and special and awesome awe-inspiring it creates awe in me almost a sense of worship yeah. and we get that on a micro level and that is essentially when you see the word fear especially in the wisdom literature which is you know psalms and poetry and proverbs and all that stuff in the bible the word fear because it talks about the fear of god it's it equates to reverence or worthiness of worship and that's what david is saying when he's saying hey i'm fearfully i'm uh, the creator behind this is worthy of worship because you look at just the incredible aspects and how wonderfully i've been put together and when you look at all the intricacies of the human body and just, you know, your ability, everyone's ears right now, when you're listening to the words that I'm saying, synapses are firing out inside of your brain that are taking the sound and the, um, the sound waves that you're hearing, they're translating them through a thousand different parts of your ear into your brain and allowing you to understand what I'm saying. Like it's incredible just the intricacies of your body. And that's essentially what David's saying. Like, hey, whoever made this is worthy of worship. And he's talking generally about humanity and individually ourselves. I don't think that he's using it as a justification for like a self-love, self-embracing, um, I don't know. There's like just weird movements going on in 2020 right now where people are like, hey, I I need to focus so much on loving myself. I don't think it's saying that. I think it's pointing back to God. Like, God, you are worthy of worship. You're an incredible designer and creator. You're way better than Christian Dior. Christian Dior? Is that a person? Dolce Dolce and Gabbana or any of the other people or, you know, or... um, that's good. Elon Musk and, you know, the um, cars that are being designed. What's the name of the car I'm looking for? Tesla. Tesla. Mm-hmm. There you go. Saw like one you're yesterday. Way, way greater of a designer and creator and more worthy of worship than anything we've ever experienced. So that, I think, it's ironically not meant to be like, hey, look at me, honey, but meant to point back to God is incredible. And that's essentially what David is saying there. So, Elena, yeah. stop using it in women's <laughs> Bible study. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're going super hard on women's Bible study. That is not the intent. Totally it's not kidding. about that. But I, just in general, it is really a Christian cliche, though, of like the way um, it can be used in like a feel good, self love, like just you're perfect the way you are. Just embrace it. Um, and in the extreme of that, people can maybe hear that and be like, yeah, so I don't need to take care of my body. I don't need to work out. Like I don't really need to do anything. I can just. Um, really treat my body however because i'm perfect the way i am and i don't really need to put any effort into it and that can be a dangerous side of it as well so, you know we are called to like take care of our bodies and things like that so so what would you say to the person who's using it as a justification to do those things elena what would you say david well i asked you first <laughs> <laughs> what's that uh, standoff huh? a standoff okay. all right i'm gonna make the divide okay. david Scare- what would you say 
and then Ooh. we'll let Elena. Oh gosh, Elena just wants me to get all the a- angry savage emails about who do you think you are telling me to yada yada yada. Uh, <laughs> I would say that man, you should like your body's a temple. It's yours on loan. It's ultimately God's. It should be used for the sake of worship. Mm-hmm. So you should steward it well, and that involves you thinking about how do I care for you know. How do I make the most of it through the things that I eat, through exercising, through doing all of that and, um, and stewarding it well. And, um, at the same time, you know, to not focus on, we're told that God looks at the heart, man looks at the external appearance and, um, and to not be overly obsessive about the way that we look to spend more time training our spiritual and inner self than our outer look and appearance and to not become obsessive. Cause the other side, like I do think there is an obsessive like body image. There's two sides of the pendulum where people swing on wrong as it relates to body image. Either they're like, Hey, um, I I'm borderline about to get diabetes because I don't care what I eat and I don't care what I drink and I don't care what, you know, the way that I look at all Mm -hmm. and screw you if you do care. And if they do that in a way that is really detrimental to their health, like that's really bad too. The other side would be that you are so obsessed with it that you eat carrots only your entire life and you you get on the scale every single day and your body image and you're so obsessed with the way that you look that one day or what you ate. And that can be really unhealthy too. So I do think, oddly enough, as a culture, we can really err as it relates to the idea of body image and this verse and scripture in general is really relevant to that topic that you shouldn't, you should know that man, beauty is fleeting. You shouldn't be looking exclusively for someone who fits some sort of physical characteristics at um, the cost of them not having character as it relates to dating. You shouldn't be obsessive and find your value and your worth in the way that you look or in how, you know, what number on jeans that you wear. The the girl's jeans number thing has never made sense to me. Can it's we get really, a quick explanation it's really here? confusing. So like, uh, there is it like one to 10? It's like two to 50? <laughs> it's actually like, I don't know how far it goes, but it starts at zero, I think. It depends on the brand, David. But we, we don't need to go into that. I will, I will share that I think the way the fearfully, wonderfully made thing, the way it is kind of still true on a personal level is like, I do believe that in God's sovereignty, he made us all unique. Mm -hmm. And obviously he doesn't make mistakes and everything in his sovereignty. We can just trust that like, there's a reason why I'm made the way that I am. And to me, I can be critical of myself, the way I look, things about my personality or like, let's just talk about things about the way I look. And I can be like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that in neutral. Like I would have, um, I would have made it different for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't look like, for instance, like There's models like Gigi Hadid, for example, where I'm like, now, I think it's pretty obvious. She was wonderfully made. Like, she's beautiful. Um, And I can be critical of myself. And just but just remembering, like, there's a reason why every single detail about myself is the way that it is for a purpose that I can't know about. And I think God is super intentional in that. And so there there is like some truth to it in that way, I think. And it's good for me to remember that um, when I'm feeling critical or um, when it doesn't feel wonderful or doesn't feel like what I would have chose. Totally. And that goes back to that designer thing. Like, like again, I don't know Dolce Cabana. Dolce Cabana. I don't know these designers well enough to speak, but but they don't make junk. That's why they're as famous as they are. Yeah. God is an infinitely better designer and creator, and he doesn't make junk. So you're right, Elena. Everyone listening to this, you are not junk. You weren't woven together without purpose. And he didn't make something that he is not... Uh, that he didn't love so much 
he was willing to die for. That's exactly what he made. And that's exactly who you are. And um, so there is a balance between saying, man, I know who I am. I'm going to like who I am because we all have aspects of ourselves. I'm guessing if you could wave a magic wand and be like, hey, can you change this? I want to be taller, shorter, bigger nose, different hair color, different eye color, different, you know, any endless list Mm -hmm. of things. And we can uh, buy the lie from culture around us. We're so shallow as a culture that we were so obsessed with how you look and it can be really, really toxic. And to know no matter who you are, wherever you're listening from, you have been made in the image of God and you were woven together purposefully by an incredible creator and designer. You have infinite worth because you were made in his his image and your uh, identity and your value does not come from the way you look on the outside. And what matters infinitely more and will for all of eternity is who you are on the inside. At the same time, you have a body to steward. So be wise, exercise, there I said it. Uh, eat, <laughs> eat vegetables. Like, yeah. just don't be stupid with the body that you have yeah. and, and be thoughtful as it relates to that. So a verse you kind of alluded to earlier, 1 Corinthians 6 uh, says, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Uh, therefore, honor God with your bodies. I think it's funny when a lot of Christians try to say, you know, my body, my rules, my, it's my life. It's totally. what I want to do with it. And it's like, actually this is actually says it's not your body. You totally. were bought with a price and you're called to honor God with that body. But David, what would you say to, um, what does that mean? Like, does it mean then that I have to think about if I dye my hair or if I want to get tattoos or my ears pierced, or, um, I know there's different surgeries that you can do to help speed up weight loss or different things like that. When it comes to like, this is not your body can, what's the line then of like making decisions for how, what you do with your body? <laughs> Man, it's such a heart level, you know, like, um, it, it's such a heart level where, uh, just to go back to clarify when I said workout, cause somebody's going to email and be like, Oh my gosh, can't believe you told me to work out. You guys, I'm not saying that you need to bench 300 pounds. Like people take that to such an extreme. I'm saying, go on a walk, make sure that your heart's in good condition, like yeah. be healthy, um, and steward your body. So what is the line in terms of, uh, cosmetics or thinking about stuff. I think if you're thinking about your hair more than you're thinking about the lost people around you, there's something, there's an idol there. I think if you're obsessing over the way that you look, um, uh, to such a point where you are like, man, I have to have cosmetic surgery of some kind because I, I just, um, I'm hideous and I hate myself. There's something really, really unhealthy there that you should, talk about in community with other believers and just say, man, this is a a body image, a way that I'm wrestling with how I look right now. And it's making me really obsessive. So I don't know that we can give a line. I think it's a heart issue. And I think that the more you're thinking about yourself, you're just obsessing over something that, um, the culture around us is obsessed with, and you're called to be different and distinct from culture and more obsessed with Jesus and others knowing him and having as many bodies come to know him rather than doing as much with your body as you can. I think it's, that's really good. I think it's funny. I went back and I just, I looked up the scripture that we're talking about this entire thing with the uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. The three words before for I am fearfully and wonderfully made is I praise you. Mm. I praise you. Dude. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Told you. And it, yeah, exactly. It's what you're saying. And it's like, Designer. We, we start with like, girl, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You this yeah. and you yes. that. And it's like, so I, and it's so funny how we're quick to use that line to yes. say, I praise me because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But it's like you said, it's supposed to point to the designer. I praise you because you yeah. have made me. I had nothing to do with my making. 
So how do I deserve any credit? It's good. How man. does it come into what? Like I love when Paul, I think in like Romans, oh, Romans nine, I think maybe, uh, talks about like who is the mold to say to the molder, mm-hmm. like what he should do with it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's talking about all different stuff, but it's like this, it is like, who are you to say the way that your body and you're supposed to use your body and the way it's supposed to look and be, it's like God yeah. made you that way for a reason. Like you were saying, Elena, so yeah. it's really good. I love it. Um, man, anything else? I think I, I, I'm understanding more of what this is supposed to say. I think the last thing I'll say this is, um, what, what does this mean about like the context of which I was born into? Like, God, you made me this way. So like, I, I don't have, I don't have any say, mm-hmm. but you know, you're my father and all those different things. Why in terms of like society, uh, I look out and I see I was born into maybe uh, poor living conditions, or I was not raised in a family that went to Ivy league schools, or I'm not as smart as that person. You made my brain. So why didn't you make it smarter? Or like you said at the beginning, I was born with this deficiency or this allergy or whatever it might be a cancer. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think did God make like, so if you have some kind of deficiency, if you have all those things, is that part of God's creation in you? Yes. Okay. Why (laughs) would he do that? You're saying like, Hey, if I was born with, with, um, one arm, is that God's creation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God created it and wove it and, and we don't fully understand how the reason why that took place is because we live in a world where sin, when it was introduced, it fractured everything. So now when chromosomes are forming and coming together and a baby is being woven together, everything doesn't always function perfectly and, and, um, weave together exactly, uh, like it would have without sin being present in the world. So yeah, and God's sovereign plan, that was a part of it, but that doesn't negate the fact that he's still in control, that that person was made in the image of God. They are worthy of uh, the highest uh, value that you could place on someone, which is the life of Jesus. And um, and that ultimately someday we'll we'll see or understand more clearly why he allowed something to be there. Here's the last thing I'll say on this subject. Elena, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I think that's great. Okay. I think our culture is so, if we actually really believed this, there would be like a confidence that would, would begin to infiltrate um, how we think about ourselves, how we think about just people in general, the value of life that would disrupt, you know, the conversation around abortion would become like, dude, this is crazy. The fact that that infinitely valuable child we're saying is, is not worth living because it's really inconvenient. I think it would disrupt the way that we think about ourselves. Like we are so, we've never... In the history of history, there's never been a group of people who's more obsessed with the way that they look than America. And we obsess over it because we're so insecure and so many of us find our value in how we look. What do I mean by that? Like you think, I, like to use girls as an example and guys in general, um, like imagine a hundred years ago where there was no braces, there was armpit hair on every person, man or woman. <laughs> there was, you know, eyebrow hair everywhere. There was not makeup the way that we think about it. Like we have become as a culture, I mean, high heels were not a thing. Um, like all of the different stuff, it's billions and billions of dollar industry that is spent on trying to make people feel okay mm-hmm. about the way that they look. The cosmetic, um, not cosmetic, so, uh, plastic surgery on breast augmentation, like all of this as a culture, we're so obsessed with it because we don't actually believe that God made me the way and wove me together. And I'm fearfully and wonderfully made today, period. 
and we've just become so obsessed with it. And I think it feeds and creates an insecurity that candidly, um, we've all just been placed into, and it's hard to escape. And you have to continually come back to my value doesn't come in how I look. My worth is not reflected in how I look. My uh, internal self, internal, is much more important, according to Paul in First Timothy, to spend focused not on uh, physical training and looking some way, but on spiritual training, because that's valuable for this life and life to come. And, um, and I would just say to anyone listening out there, you were made in the image of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully woven together. You as a creation are incredible. And um, human life is incredible. And you're so incredibly woven together that David would say, I can't do anything except for praise God, who is worth the designer behind this is far more incredible than the designer behind the Apple phone you're listening to this on right now or behind the car that you're driving in right now. He's far more incredible than any designer, any creator out there. And he doesn't make junk and he made you. And not only that, he died for you and he gave mm-hmm. his life for you. Yeah. And you can rest in that. You are enough because of what Jesus has done and finding your value and physical characteristics will never satisfy. Those characteristics are going to go away no matter how much Botox and tucking and plucking that you try to do. And uh, so to, to find your worth in that thing is going to be just an endless search of you're drinking salt water and then you're never going to end up quenching that thirst. Yep. That's good. God, so. God That's shows great. no partiality. Mm. None. I love it. I think that is it for yep. me. Anything else for you? No, sir. Elena. All right. That's it. If you have email or questions, email us as always at info at the porch.live. If there's anything you'd like us to cover, we love hearing from you guys. It's so fun every single week. Um, I heard from Wisconsin, from Michigan, from Massachusetts, wow. uh, all in the ha- handful of last week of just people that are tuning in. So it's really, really cool to hear about the ways that God is at work in your life. So thanks for sending those. We're always encouraged of it. And if there's any way we can serve you, please email us at info at the porch.live. We will see you next week. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.